Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the African Fantasy Football Podcast with myself, Adam Spio, and my ever-present co-host, Sabelo Mbongo. This is a preview of Game Week 17, which has already kicked off yesterday with Spurs taking the win over Nottingham Forest at the city ground, where Kulisevsky got the second goal to give them the full win, and Richarlison was on the first goal as well. Sabello, how was the game for you? Yeah, it was a pretty interesting game. Um, but I really already saw the Spurs win. Uh, I thought that they, they would have the win. They were playing well throughout the game, so it was pretty expected. How did you see the game? Uh, I was hoping, <laughs> the hater that I am, that Forrest would, best case scenario, get a draw or probably win. And I was also really hoping that Son Heung-min doesn't get a goal because I knew prior to the game that Haaland, it's likely he would not play or come on. He would not start or come on against Crystal Palace. So people would love to captain Son, love to captain Salah, but most people would want to wait, wouldn't want to wait for Sunday. So I'm very glad that for those people who captain Son, all they could get was a yellow card. So that's extra minuses for you. But I think all in all, um, it's it's been a good start to the game week. Um, Spurs is fifth, as I predicted very early on, that I don't think they would be as scary as people thought they would be, you know, this season. I mean, look at their goal difference. Plus 12 of the top five teams, they have the least goal difference. So I'm, I'm really not scared of um, Spurs at all. But let's jump straight into today and tomorrow's game. So we have one, two, three, four games that will be played at 1500 GMT in Ghana and 1700 SA Standard Time, which are Bournemouth home to Luton, Sheffield away to Chelsea, City home to Palace, Fulham goes to St. James's Park to Newcastle, and Burnley will be hosting Everton in the Sean Dyche Derby. Sabello, first game, Bournemouth Luton. How is the one looking FPL-wise? Do you have some players there who you believe can do very well? Um, I don't have players in either team, but I think Bournemouth should do pretty well. They've been on somewhat of a good form recently. They haven't been doing badly at all. And I'm thinking that they'll continue in that form, even though Luton won the last game. Um, which actually should make it a more competitive game today, you know, since they're coming off that win. But I'm I'm clearly expecting a Bournemouth win. Um, there's Dominique Solanke in their team, Semenya, who've been a terror up front. So I think that Bournemouth will come away with the win. How about you? For me, I have Neto in Po, hoping that they can take either a draw with no goals being scored or three points against Luton where hopefully he gets bonus points. And I'm enjoying bringing Solanke for game week 18 when City has a blank game week. So I think so far, I enjoyed the Burnmouth performance against United where they destroyed them to pieces and Dominic Solanke did very well. So for... All the FPL managers out there with Ben Mouth assets, you should 
or without payment assets, we would advise that you go get Benmouth assets and add to your team because for their next five game weeks, three of their games have a fixture difficulty rating of two, one, three, and one, four. So the two ones are, of course, are home to Luton in game week 17, away to Forest in game week 18, and are home to Fulham in game week 19. And then in game week 20, they go away to Tottenham, and in game week 21, they are home to Liverpool. It will make a lot of sense to get either one or two players from Bournemouth in your team, either a netto a goalkeeper who tends to get a lot of saves, or you get um, a Solanke who can be very good for you. I mean, of course, for me personally, bringing in netto made a lot of sense because if you're looking at the rankings for goalkeepers, he's number three out of 87 with 4.1 points per match. Which which isn't bad getting to the tail end of the season, and he's number four out of eighty seven keepers with a form of three point six. So it's very exciting looking at how Benmouth is going to perform in the next five to four forty five games. But of course, today I'm hoping a clean sheet and three points for them. Chelsea Sheffield United. What is your take on this game? Are we going to see? Any change for Chelsea? Because when you look at the performances of Sheffield, we see that in game 16, they did everything that they could to win against Brentford, a team that has already proven its worth in the Premier League. And getting three points against them is no small joke. Although the loss to Liverpool in game 15, you can see that their performances haven't been too bad, you know, in the league this season. But can Chelsea use this as an opportunity to really change the narrative for the existence? Um, For me, well, you know, with Chelsea lately, it's, it's really been a gamble to really predict how they're going to play, you know. Sometimes you say they play good and they play bad, and sometimes you say the opposite. But in Sheffield, I don't know if they don't win today. I don't know what is wrong with Chelsea. I don't know what is missing. Um, But for their sake, I hope they win today. And um, Christopher Nkunku will be expected back as well pretty soon. So I think it, it's also going to, you know, have people's eyes peeled to see what he's going to bring to the team that's relatively doing bad. And Reese James also is, is gone on injury again. So with the squad that they have and a possibility, a possible inclusion of Nkunku, it's going to be interesting to watch, but I think Chelsea should win. And I have um one Chelsea asset in my team, which is Cole Palmer. I wanted Sterling, but, you know, I couldn't, I didn't have enough money. So I have Cole Palmer, so it'll also be nice to see him do well. What about you? I do have Sterling in my team. I have struggled with him because in the... In the last previous three game weeks, he's not gotten the number of points that I need. One point in game week 16, two in 15, two in 14. Although in 12 and 13, he had six points back to back. In 11, he had five points. Across the season, Sterling's performance hasn't been very good. But like you said, Cole Palmer has been solid for Chelsea. I may consider adding him because of the... Uh, Next five game weeks. So the next five games for Chelsea 
all have a fixture difficulty rating of two. So perhaps they can use the next five game weeks to really change the narrative. Because of course, if teams like Chelsea, United are failing, it really affects the competitive nature of the Premier League. And the Premier League being the brand that it is, we don't want some of the top teams failing. The next five game weeks, Chelsea is home to Sheffield United, which is today. They're away to Wolves, game week 18, home to Palace, game week 19, away to Luton, game week 20, and home to Fulham in game week 21. All of these have a fixture difficulty rating of two. So, Bello, would you advise fans to have maybe one, maybe one Chelsea asset, either an Nkunku who already is coming back, so maybe good, or a Copama, given that the next five game weeks are very good for them? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I definitely recommend people to get like one Chelsea asset. You know, not too many though. That's why I only got like the one. You shouldn't get too many. But I think that Chelsea, I've expecting them to do well, but they haven't really reached the point where I thought they would or they should rather. But I believe in them for some reason. I think they still have that thing, you know, because like at the end of the day, it's Chelsea. It would have been another thing if it was a um a lower ranked team or a team with less history. I mean, these people they they have to know the team that they are playing for and the history behind it. So I expect them to step up real soon, even if it's not for long. But for the next five game weeks, I expect them to do relatively well. One hundred percent. Let's move on to the next game. City home to Palace. We've seen that City is, you know, finding its feet again, which is very good, although they've had very tough performances. Is this going to be a no-brainer three points for City, seeing the way Palace has struggled in the last game weeks? I think that goes without saying. It's City I mean, against Palace. Uh, Palace has been doing bad and City is really looking to get back to the top. So I think they're going to give it everything and they win and they're going to come away with the win today. Possibly a very high scoreline. But I know it's a, it's a definite win from City. Do you have any City assets in your team? Um, Of course, you know, Alvarez and Haaland were mainstay until Haaland got injured. So for this game week, I only have Alvarez as my you know, City assets. And I'm really hoping that he gets to score or assist or score and assist in game week 17 so that I get very good points. I'm struggling quite a bit in my mini leagues, but of course it is well. With my Palace assets, I have Gay in my defence. I've not been very satisfied with his performance in the last, let's say, last um, the last eight, seven game weeks. One point in game week 16, one point in 15, two in 14, one in 13, one in 12, only five in 11. But in 10 and 9, he had one in no point. So Palace really have been struggling. How should managers deal with their Palace assets? Should they completely get rid of them or there's still some opportunity? I ask because if you look at the next five game weeks for Palace, they're not good at all. Of course, today they're playing City away in game week 17. But game week 18, 19, and 20, they have a fixture difficulty rating of three, which is home to Brighton, away to Chelsea, and home to Brentford, respectively. And then 
for game with 21, they are away to Arsenal. I think for me, it makes no sense to have one Palace asset in my team, knowing very well that their games are not favourable. What about you? Nah, definitely. I'd also get rid of um, Crystal Palace assets because they're not doing very well. They don't collect the amount of points needed to be really competitive in the FPL. And they don't really catch form. They don't really have form. They, they Their form is like a yo-yo. Sometimes they play good. Sometimes they play bad. So it's not really something trustworthy. As an FPL manager, I wouldn't trust it. And um, no, definitely, I wouldn't get any Palace assets and I wouldn't advise anybody to get any Palace assets. So the next game, we have Newcastle versus Fulham. Newcastle really looking to get back. Um, How do you think they're going to do tonight, Adam? Uh, well, it's one of those things where it may, it may be convincing, it may not be convincing. But um, okay, before I give my thoughts, what are your thoughts? Because for me, I'm really stuck on the edge with this. Um, for today, I, I really think Newcastle is going to win. Um, I mean, it's going to be a difficult game, though. They're going up against Fulham, and Fulham is not really a bad team um their goalkeeper leno has is one of the highest clean sheet keeping goalkeepers in the league he's up there on the list so that should just tell you how hard it's going to be to penetrate their defense but um newcastle really has dangerous assets in their team uh players capable of breaking defenses they've broken much bigger defenses but it's going to be a mission I think for me, Sabelo, I'm I'm still not convinced because they've lost three games on the bounce, two in the league, one in Europe as well. They have a lot of injuries. Although players are coming back like Isak and Wilson, some of the immediate key players like Gordon are still not fully fit, right? And we know that Fulham has scored five goals back-to-back during this festive season in December. So for me, I think the momentum that Fulham has may just benefit them where they get to push on and move forward and then get a three points against Newcastle. But we've, we've seen that this season, Newcastle have been strong at home. So just maybe just the home advantage that benefits them. I'll beat that. I'm really... I'm confident, not very confident, but I believe that Fulham can really take the game to these boys and uh, find a way of getting the three points against them. Or if not the three points, best case scenario draw, because as you mentioned, Leno is one of the best keepers in the league this season with the number of saves he makes and the performances that he's put through. But let's look at the next five fixtures for Newcastle and then see whether investing more into the assets would be good. Of course, GPA is out, so you can have him. But there are other players that you can invest into, the likes of Gordon, Isaac and Wilson. So in game week 17, 18 and 19, they have a fixture difficulty rating of two, which is home to Fulham, away to Luton and home to Nottingham Forest. 
Game week 20 has a fixture difficulty rating of four against Liverpool. And then game week 21 has an FDR of five, which is home to City. How should managers go about their Newcastle assets? Uh, it really sounds like um, they're going to have their work cut out for them in the next couple of game weeks. Um, and I think that they should really do well. Um, if they had their full squad, they would probably do well. But, you know, with a lot of injuries that they're facing, um, there's going to be some players that have to step up and really fight for their place in the team and show that they really want to be part of the team. But I think they should win most of those games, three out of five, or win two, draw one, and lose two. Um, but I don't expect them to do really bad because, I mean, it's Newcastle at the end of the day, and they were one of the highest flyers in the league, so they shouldn't be too terrible. How do you feel? Well, again, like I said, the... the... I'm on the fence with this because losing three games on the bounce, confidence is, you know, down there in the ground. Uh, Chippy, one of the, uh, you know, talisman, is suspended to the until the 23rd. Gordon shows on FPL, he has a 75% chance of playing with his hamstring injury. Bruno Gomares's performance hasn't really been high, same as Isaac, same as Wilson, same as Armiron. Only Joe Linton have tried to keep some form of consistency. You know, their best goalkeeper, Pope, is out. So I really don't see them doing very well. But who knows? It's FPL. It's the Premier League. You may just be surprised with performances. And the last game for the Saturday games, Burnley-Everton. How is that one going to go? That one, I'm not really certain about that one because, you know, it's teams that don't really score. Um, but Everton got a win recently, a very surprising win. Nobody saw that coming. So you can't really box them like we always used to, like always say they don't score, they don't score. I guess they, they also have the ability to to shine given the opportunity. And they've proven that before. But looking at the at the players on paper, what teams that they have and um um, what players they have available right now and Burnley as well. Uh, I don't really see a win for Everton, but I do see those like a draw, maybe like a 1-1, one, 2-2 one, two, two draw. Um, or I'm, I'm not sure anyone could take it in this one, but a draw is the result I'm looking that they should get today. What about you? Uh, the Sean Dice Derby. For me, I don't really... The only assets I had in Everton is not available because he's picked up five yellow cards. So I'm not really looking at this game, but it may go anyway. It may go a win for Bailey. It may go a win for Everton. Personally, I'm not really bothered about that game, but hopefully for managers who have assets in, you know, in both teams, they will get some points in the duo. So... Sat on Sunday, we have my team facing United at 6.30 SA time, 4.30 PM, 6.30 PM SA time, 4.30 PM GMT. And there'll be three games prior to that at 4 
o'clock p.m. SA time and 2 p.m. GMT, which is Arsenal versus Brighton, Brentford at home to Aston Villa and Wolves away to West Ham. Sabello, your team is facing Brighton. Are you excited for this game and how do you think the Arsenal assets will perform? I'm very excited for this game. Uh, we haven't won a game in like two weeks. We played Joe during the week against PSV. And we lost last week Saturday, which wasn't expected, but, you know, we move. Uh, I think the boys today are going to try to fight back and, you know, recover from the lose or the bad week that we just had. I think they want to recover from that. And Brighton not being at their full squad um, will be very difficult for them to beat Arsenal. But it's not out of, you know the realm of possibility. But I, I, I think that we should do pretty well. And I have two assets, I think, that play for Arsenal. I have three. I have Saliba, I have Saka and Jesus. Um, and I'm thinking all three of them should do pretty well. I don't think Brighton will penetrate the defence that much or at all. But, you know, it is Brighton and they have Joao Mario and, and, and Ansu Fati in their team. So, you know, they do carry a threat going forward. But we also carry a threat going forward in the shape of Bukayo Saka, Gabriel Jesus, Martinelli and all of those characters. So it will, it will really be a, a matter of how strong is the defence of both teams and how strong are they going forward. Um, on both sides, I think that will determine how well we play today. But yeah, I think Arsenal win. What do you think? I mean, I want Arsenal to win. Um, I'm still not a fan of Brighton for what they did to my team last season. Um, although they won midweek in Europe, I think Arsenal just has the pedigree to go and take the three points against a Brighton team that, as you mentioned, doesn't have all their players. Yes, Ferguson is there, Joao Pedro is there. We have Ansu Fati, another so-called killers in their team. But I think on paper, Arsenal has the quality with the likes of Saka, Martinelli, Jesus, Odengard, Declan Rice, White, Saliba. My only issue is the goalkeeping situation, which personally for me, Arteta isn't handling well. Um, Brighton may just pull, you know, a huge surprise on Arsenal, but like I said, at home, at the Emirates Stadium, I would love for Arsenal to take the three points and do nothing else. I only have Saka in my team. I'm looking to bring another Arsenal asset for game week 18 when um, City has a blank. Maybe I'll bring in a White or maybe an Odengard. It depends on how I feel. But I would love for Saka to do very well tomorrow, get me maximum points so I can rise up the ladder. And I think... I think Arsenal is in a good position. If you look at the next five games, um, three of the games have a fixture difficult to it. You know, two, one is three and one four. So the three is home to Brighton, which is tomorrow. Game week 17. Liverpool away. Game week 18, which has a fixture difficult rating of four. Of course, I want my team to score Arsenal regardless. Game week 19, we have Arsenal home to West Ham. Game week 20 away to Fulham and game week 21 home to Palace, all with a fixture difficulty rating of two. So 
it will make sense long term. Personally, for me, it will make sense long term for fans to invest into Arsenal assets. Maybe two, if you're brave. Three, if you're crazy. One, if you're trying to be normal. But I'll go between two because the next five games look very good. Sabelo, what about you? If I, you already have three Arsenal assets, so I can put you in the category of crazy. I mean, of course, you're an Arsenal fan, so it makes sense. Yeah, you know, it's more, I feel like it's more of a love thing, you know, because I love my team and I watch them more than any other team. So I know who are their strong players or where their strong, strong points are. And over the, looking at the, those next five games, I expect our team to do really well. You know, I, I think that we're going to play really well, score a lot of goals. And, you know, I also feel it will be very determinant in a sense of who's really going to compete for the for the league um, going into next year because now the fixtures are really tight. So they're going to play a lot of fixtures in a small amount of time. And I think that um, it's going to really prove if Arsenal really want to go for the title or if they're really made to, to, to go for the title. And um, I can't wait to watch them play. But yeah, I, I expect them to do well. How do you feel? Do you think they're going to do really well? Oh, yeah. I mean, this season, I, I, I'm i loving how the title race is uh, forming, you know, with my team on top and then Arsenal second and then the rest just following through. Um, it's going to be a very good battle. I remember telling you that it's either I win the league or you win the league. We are tired, you know, of City. And when you look at the top five teams right now, my team has the highest goal difference plus 21 city has plus 20 so we're really looking to you know inflict a lot of damage on the teams in the league this season i think personally arsenal can't finish second and maybe win a, a, a carabao cup or perhaps go very far in the champions league it, it, they can be one of the dark horses looking at the fact that you've got young players who are ready to go above and beyond, not just for the coach, but for their careers as well. So yeah, I think I think Arsenal long term, long term should be able to do well. But um, let's move on to the next game: Brentford, Aston Villa. Villa is on a high rise right now. In fact, there's an opportunity for them to go top of the table, depending on how the Liverpool and Arsenal game go, as well as the City game go. So. Away to Brentford. Brentford has lost, you know, the the previous game to Sheffield United. How should we handle the Villa assets right now, knowing very well that they 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 can inflict a lot of damage and really go, you know, go far in this league? For me, for one of my teams, I don't have Villa assets, but for the other ones, I think I have one or two. Um, but yeah, how should FPL managers handle the Villa assets? I mean, it's undeniable that Villa is doing pretty well right now. They've been on a serious high. It's, um, they're doing pretty well. And in, in terms of Villa assets, I think that people should, uh, should definitely get a few if you have one or two. I think people should get few. If you don't have any, get like one or two into your team. I have one, I think, in my in my in my team. No, I have two, but the other one is injured. I have Paul Torres and Douglas Lewis. 
Douglas Lewis is injured. I don't think he'll play. Oh, no, he's not injured. He's suspended. He's suspended, so he won't play today. And But I have Paul Soares, who is a pillar at the back line of Villa. He plays pretty well. He, he protects Emi Martinez pretty well. Yeah, he's also a good player in his own right. And today they go against Brentford. I think I think Villa will definitely come away with this one. I mean, like you said, there's also that incentive of them going to the top of the table. So it'll definitely be something they're looking at. They'll play they they'll definitely look to play their own part and hope for the best of the other teams. What do you think? Uh for me, I they're trying to they're trying to they're trying to be like Spurs at the beginning of the season, you know, trying trying to be um stubborn and enter a realm which they don't deserve to be in. But uh, um I would love for Brentford to really you know discipline them at home. Come on, they should just do this for everyone in the league. D- discipline them at home, you know, maybe like a five-note trashing would be very good because. I'm not a fan of Good Evening. I don't want Good Evening and his boys to come anywhere close to my team or come and surpass us. So I hope the Visas and the Embuemos can really push through with three points today. Looking at the fact that they lost their last game, it won't make sense for me. Um, it won't make sense for me, you know, that they wouldn't want to go above and beyond. But of course, Embuemo is injured. He's not available. Visa order is available. Yannot is available as well. And the other players, Mopay too. Should, I mean, Mopay should use his ruthless nature and his really exclusive shithousery to just get the point for Brentford today so that we can start to cripple Aston Villa because they're looking too scary in my eyes. I'm not going to lie to you. The Villa players are looking very scary. I mean, look at, look at the, the likes of Louise in midfield, who's very good at penalties. Look at the likes of McGinn, who's been a very good captain this season. I mean, although Oli Watkins um, didn't score in the last, in, in the previous game week, he's still, you know, a huge influence in the team. Diaby's a huge influence in the team. Martinez is a huge influence at the back for the team. So it's going to be hard for Brentford to break down this Villa side, but I'm really looking forward to it. And, and in fact, I am begging them. I'm just begging the Brentford players. Do it for everyone. Because I'm very sure as an Arsenal fan, you don't want the Aston Villa players coming close to you, isn't it? Uh, for sure. For sure, you know, trying to have everybody stay away from me. But yeah, um, Villa is, is, is really dangerous. As you said, they're really, they're really looking scary for all the teams in the Premier League. I mean, they beat, they beat City and Arsenal, not even seven days apart. So it's really a threat to the rest of the league if they see something like that. But, you know, this is football, you know. Every now and then there's going to be unexpected rises. So now it's going to be a matter of can they keep that form up? I guess we'll see. I mean, the next five game weeks for Villa aren't too bad. Three of the games have a fixture difficulty rating of two, which is home to Sheffield, game week 18, home to Burnley, game week 20, and away to Everton, game week 21. 
in game week 17, which is a way to Brentford that has an FDR of three. And then in game week 19, which is a way to Manu, has a fixture difficulty rating of four. Personally, that shouldn't be four. That should be a two, looking at how Manu is performing this season. But hey, uh, it's, it's lovely for us fans to see them struggle. Now, Western Wolves, how do you think this game will go? Which players should we look out for in terms of their performances? And uh, do you think Wolves can do a dirty on West Ham? Um, well, not really. Wolves is not really a consistent team, whereas West Ham have been, well, not the greatest, but then they've been good recently. Um, they, they're playing really well. I can't deny it. And Wolves, it could surprise West Ham today. Um, you know, they have dangerous players such as Neto and Huang Chang. And, you know, they're really a threat going up front, you know. And then on the West Ham side, they carry a, a threat themselves. So, I don't know. I'm really torn about this one. It's, it's going to be really pretty, pretty matched. And, and, and I, I really think West Ham could take it, but it's going to be tight. It could go either way. It could go either way. How do you feel about it? I mean, I have Bowen on my team. Hopefully, he can score today and maybe give an assist so I can get good points. Um, they haven't, as you said, they haven't necessarily been consistent, but they they have the threats. You know, they lost 5-0 to away to Fulham, but before that, in four games, they had three wins and a draw. So they can look good if given the opportunity. Um, and I think at home to Wolves, Wolves, a team that haven't hasn't necessarily been consistent this season themselves, uh, they can probably get three points at home. Best case scenario, worst case scenario, a draw or a loss to Wolves. But I have Bowen and I want him to do very well. So I'm definitely really looking to see him perform. Now, if you take a look at West Ham's next five games, two have a fixture difficulty rating of two, two also have a fixture difficulty rating of three, and one is four. So for the twos is home to Wolves, game week 17, and away to Sheffield in game week 21. For the threes is home to United in game week 18, and home to Brighton in game week 20, and then game week 19, they are away to us now with an FDR of four. How should managers manage Western assets? Should we be looking to bring in a Ward Prowse and a Kudus alongside Bowen or having one asset is okay? Um, looking at West Ham and their next five fixtures, I'm thinking West Ham should, um, should win. You know, they should do pretty well. They do come up against Arsenal um, in a few game weeks. But they might they might actually beat Arsenal as well, you know. They're pretty good. If, if they can catch Arsenal on the off day, which seems like they're having pretty few of those recently, they might win. And... West Ham is not a bad team at all. Like you said, they have World Prowses, they have Kudus, and the Bowens. And compared to other teams, 
their squad is pretty full at the moment in terms of injuries or, or suspensions. They have pretty good squad right now. In terms of their squad capacity, they have most of their players. But looking at their next five fixtures, I'm thinking they could win two, draw one, or 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 draw two, or win two, or win three. Because one thing about West Ham, they're not a bad team, and they are a very dangerous team on their first day. They they're the that type of team. So it will be interesting to see how 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 it plays out in the next five game weeks. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, they can be good. If they're going to be good, Bowen should be good for me. It's as simple as that. And um, I just may get some other West Ham assets. It depends on how they perform today because I, I'd rather invest in players that are a bit more consistent with the points, you know, like the likes of Salah, the likes of Haaland, although he's injured, the likes of Alexander Arnold, you know, in the defense as well, you know. So I'd I'd rather want that. But if they p- perform very well this weekend, I may just go for another West Ham asset. Now is the game of the weekend, the game of game week nineteen. Liverpool are home to Manu. In fact, Manu has so many key absence players that it's not funny anymore. And midweek, Liverpool lost to 2-1 to Union Gilois. Albeit, you know, the fact that we had already qualified. And when you look at that team, it was all youngsters and even young players who may get get game time from either the bench or start some game, but it was all a youngster's performance. And Jurgen Klopp was very proud of the way they played, although they lost the game. I think Liverpool is going to go all guns blazing. In this one, Alisson is fit, he's back again. Salah is in a good mood. Darwin is in a good mood as well. Jota may come back very soon, hopefully. Luis, Hapo, look at Endo in midfield, Gavin Bird, you've got Sobosly. I mean, the team is looking very solid. Personally, for me, I don't think United is going to have it very easily. Or even, you know, get a win. The best case scenario for United is a draw, which is very, very unlikely. How do you think that game will go, Sabello? Well, I think I think Liverpool will probably win that game. United will also try to fight because they just got knocked out the Champions League. So they'll try to fight, you know, and save face in a way. But Considering the high that Liverpool have been on, they've been in quite the form. And I expect them to win and 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 do well. So it's gonna be very difficult for them, I won't lie. Um for, for Man United to to really win this game, you know. But Man United they they're a pretty lucky team. They're a pretty lucky team. They they get the most outrageous goals. You don't know how they score, but it's going to be quite the task for them. I mean, they're going up against Salah and 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 Luis Diaz and Darwin and all those players. But you told me something a few weeks ago about the weakness of, of, of the Liverpool um, defence, which has me wondering, what if they're also thinking the same thing, you know? 
thinking that Liverpool is, is, is weak at the back and are looking to penetrate that. So um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to watch, but I think Liverpool should come away with the win. Yeah, I mean, our, our players are high-flying right now. And if you look at our next five game weeks, um, two of them have a fixture difficulty rating of two, one has three, and then the other two is four. So the one with two is game week 19 away to Burnley and game week 21 away to Benmouth. The one with three is a home to Manu this Saturday, this Sunday in game week 17. And the ones with four is home to Arsenal game week 18 and home to Newcastle in game week 20. Personally, for me, I don't see these games as tough because looking at the way my team is performing this season, we can win our next five games, regardless of whoever we're facing, because Salah is on a good run of form, Darwin is on a good run of form, Sobosla is on a good run of form, Alisson on a good run of form, Trent on a good run of form. The team is looking solid. Yes, McAllister is injured, but it's not the end of the it's not the end of the of, of, of the world because we have Endo to come in and really you know, hold the line for us in, in, in the DM. And we also have Gravenberch, a very versatile player for us. We've got Curtis in there as well. So I think my team can win the next five game weeks, regardless of the fixture difficulty rating. And it will make so much sense. And I'm sure you agree with me for managers to start investing into more Liverpool assets, especially when the AFCON is coming, where Salah will not be present but then the team will still go on without them. What about you? How many Liverpool assets do you have in your team? Um, yeah, I agree. People should definitely get a few Liverpool assets if they don't have them at the moment. I don't have any right now, but I should definitely get um, Liverpool assets mostly in the attacking half of the field, you know? As you mentioned before, defensively, they're not too good, so you won't get too many points, but they are very dangerous going up front. So if you can get any player up there with the Sour Slides, uh, Salah, Darwin Nunes, Luis Diaz, you know, Jatas, if you can get one of those players up front, it could be great for you. And um, yeah, they what? could win these, 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 these five remaining games. Uh, you're right, but... You know, with all the fixture, with all the the the, the cramped games and, and everything, it might be sort of difficult for them, but time will tell. Definitely time will tell. Up next, our captain picks. We're top three captain picks for Game Week 17. Of course, you can't mention Son because he already blanked yesterday, but... Who do you think, who are the three people that can do very well for their teams in game week 17? Um, I think Bukayo Saka uh, can get a fair captain shout. Um, Jesus as well, because, you know, he's been playing pretty good as well most recently. So I think you could take it a step up again. So him and obviously Mo Salah, I mean, he's been on form. I think he's the most he's the most pointed player on 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 FPL, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, there, there's my three. What are your three? I mean, Salah is a is a given. He 
for me, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't look elsewhere. He's been my captain pick for um, a number of game weeks, and I'm happy with that. Especially in the previous game week 16, where a lot of people's captains in Haaland didn't get to play, and they were lucky to have vice captain Salah and a vice captain Son. So for me, yeah, it's 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 simple. Salah is my first choice. Second choice, probably I'll go for Saka because of his consistency. And I think my third choice, I just have to go with um, Alvarez. I think he may just take up the, you know, the mantle from Haaland in this game, given that he wouldn't be available and really prove to Pep that, hey, if your main striker isn't available, I can still come and perform for you. So, yeah, my top three picks, Salah. Saka and Alvarez. Now, which junior, which youngster, which young player do you think will do very well for his team in game week 17? Uh, in terms of youngsters, um, I'm hoping I'm hoping to see Ferguson against us today. You know, even though he's playing against Arsenal, but he's a great player to watch. I'm hoping to see him play today and, and play a big role. Um, also, Levermento from Newcastle. I'm hoping that he plays as well. You know, he's a really exciting fullback that I like watching. Um, you know, because right now there's not really many youngsters being given the opportunity in my team. So, you know, I like watching the youngsters in other teams. And so far, those are the two that stand out for me. And the two I hope will play well um, in this game week. What about you? Um, I think I saw this youngster, Miley, um, perform very well for Newcastle when he had the chance during the period where they were going through a lot of injuries. So should he get the opportunity to play in Game Week 17? I'm really looking forward to seeing him do very well. When we see young players do very well, it's very exciting. Kopama as well, I, I like him. Um, it's unfortunate that his team is struggling, but he looks like someone who's really looking to create you know, change in the team and hopefully Pochettino can really benefit from his skill and, and his ability. So, yeah, it's either Miley for me or Cole Palmer for me. There we have it, folks, a preview of Game Week 17. We wish you all managers all the very best out there. And yes, do enjoy your Christmas holidays. We will be back with you for a review of Game Week 17 and a preview of Game Week 18. Sabello, We'll speak soon. Goodbye. Cheers.